Fucking Edward Scissorhands over here. <laughs> bro <laughs> I am a human being Tell him Steve Dave Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell him Steve Dave I'm here with Walt and two very special guests now, one is very special for one reason, and that's get him. Howdy, y'all. And the other is special. He's uh, another guest that people responded to, Walt. They liked him. They liked what he brought, this I, guy. I, I agreed. I thought it was one of our one of the best uh, non-Q episodes we've ever done was when uh, this guest came here. Uh, that would be uh, my brother, Eric, the official Tell Him Steve Dave Town shrink. And boy, would this guy be busy. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> with, oh just the, with just the uh, the talent or with just the, or the listener base? <laughs> the listener base, yeah. yeah. Once, you get, once you get through us, and then you have to go on to the listeners. Forget it, man. You're, well, that's uh, good to be back. It, it's like a recession-proof, <laughs> that shit. Yeah, uh, you're here. We, my, our cousin got married. Went to a wedding for the first time. Since, what, when did you get married? Yours was the last wedding I went to. So five years ago. Okay, so yeah, that was <laughs> five years ago. Which cousin um, do I know? Uh, her, him or her? David. Yeah, remember uh, Charlie? You know, you know Charlie, the one, oh, the one who was one afraid was, of Ed. The one that was afraid of you? And Ed, yeah. He got married? No, his brother, his oh, older okay. brother. Did he get it? <laughs> Charlie, you're married? <laughs> <laughs> How is Charlie doing? Charlie's pretty good, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was oh. the best man. He was doing oh, all right. Nice. Charlie is my cousin. Uh, he has Asperger's, right? That's That is, yes. I his believe diagnosis. that's the diagnosis, yeah. Yes. A lot of that going around. It's contagious, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, we went to the wedding and he, he married a, a fine black woman. And she told me she's converting to Judaism. Oh, is that true? That's what she, she told me, yeah. But why? The Johnsons are Jewish? No. Uh, my aunt – this is really kind of weird. My Originally, my Aunt Leanne and my Uncle Roger. Roger was Jewish. My aunt converted. They got divorced. She then married another Jewish guy. But I guess, can you say, like, like isn't the thing, like, if your mother's Jewish, then you're Jewish. But if, does so conversion count? I don't know. So in a very strict, uh, uh, I guess, Judaic tradition, you can only be Jewish if you're born from a Jewish mother. Mm -hmm. But I think now things are more liberal. 2018, you can be in anything America, you want. In America, but not Israel, and, right? Uh, so I think in Israel <laughs> – Say it. <laughs> in Israel – they also, I believe, have expanded their definition. I actually think it was um, England was the last last uh, sect of uh, hardcore uh, Jewish uh, folks that did not want to accept uh, no conversions. Yeah, conversions. But I'm not an expert. Probably. If I was going to go um, convert to mm -hmm. something else, it'd probably be Jewish. Because of Sunday, Jeff. Well, yeah, there, I wouldn't lie. That would be part of the reason, you know. It'd be it'd be cool to <laughs> go have to temple with them. <laughs> it'd be cool to have something else in common with them. But um, 
just seems like the the second coolest religion out there. I, Which yeah. is the first Satanism, obviously. Oh no, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Catholicism. Catholicism? Yeah. They do have some pretty gory shit, man. There's like some great imagery in Catholicism. See, what I like about Judaism is they have these set rules and then they're constantly coming up with ways to subvert them. <laughs> which, because I, I, I live near Lakewood, so I've, I've heard a lot about Judaism. Like, they're not allowed to carry things on uh, on the Sabbath. But what they do is, in order to get in and out of their homes, part of their belt is a key to the house. So they're not actually carrying it because it's part of their clothing. So they basically clothing. like dry hump the lock. Yeah. Like now I've heard. <laughs> now I've heard it wasn't carry things. It was like not not use uh, modern appliances. Like how could you mm-hmm. not carry? It's almost impossible to live your life rather than just stay in bed all day in the Sabbath. Well, no, they're, they're not carry something. But now here, here we but go. If this, you have a baby. Now here we go. This is a great part. They're not allowed to carry things outside of the home or the community. So what they do is they set up a thing called an eruv, which is if you ever get into a place like Lakewood, you'll see this string. All like hang, uh, like strung up about like 20, 30 feet. And that is under Judaism considered a boundary or a wall. So as long as they're inside that, they're considered inside their community or inside their home. So they can get past really? the carrying thing. But now if they step outside of that, like they have to go, they have to go travel to another place. They, the key is part of their belt. So they're not carrying anything. I got a good impractical, impractical jokers joke. Oh, yeah. The jokers go in and at night, move the boundary string on them. Yeah, I don't it's, know. Like, <laughs> no, there our are string. Our string's been compromised. <laughs> there, I, I've seen like on the neighborhood message boards, like when a storm comes through and, a, yeah. and a, oh. uh, it something takes down. So then they have to somehow get someone who's not part of the community to come and fix it. So that that could be me if I could be if they let me in and I'll be like an honorary. Yeah, the queen. Well, they, some some families do. They'll have someone who comes in on the Sabbath to turn on their stove for them, or some stoves have a. That's what Simi said. Simi said he watches TV because someone else will yeah. turn the TV on. Or some stoves have a special mode which allows them to stay on for longer periods than they normally automatically shut off. And Why is the Judaic God such a pain in the ball? One day, one day a week. I mean, come on, it's like or, seriously. So, so we can't turn on things that weren't even invented at the time. Exactly, yeah, because I was, I was, like, I was pissed off because I couldn't go to Chick Fil A today. Could you imagine, like, oh, um, could you imagine, like, being Jewish and not being able to like watch NFL football? Yeah, or like if, in, if your day, if your day was like, I'm gonna go get some Chick Fil A, then go over to Hobby Lobby. You're, you're done. <laughs> in uh, in Israel, they have a special mode on the uh, elevators that uh, it stops at every floor. Both go. Going up and going down, so that no one has to press the button. So they just get onto it, and eventually they get to the floor. It, it's it's a great religion. Um, yes, they're yes. not allowed to use razors, so but they, but they can use an electric um, an electric razor because since the blades cross each other, it's not considered a razor. It's considered a scissor, which they are allowed to use. It's it's just it's this great religion of strict rules and then ways to get around them. Yeah, the uh, the ceremony had some of that kind of stuff. Like they had a smoking orange, like some spices inside an orange or something, right? Yeah, I'm surprised you knew what was going on since you talked throughout the entire ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if I should be insulted by this, but I was talking to Eric's wife, you know, whispering. It was look when I got there, I w- I had tossed back a few because I'm like I don't really want just to go like to a wedding. Such a so, dis- <laughs> disapproving parent, you just sounded like just there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I tossed back a few before I went. I actually had – I brought a cocktail into the ceremony because – I don't know. Is, is that poor form? I feel like it's probably not, right? It's in a hotel. It was uh, commented on by others. Who? Who really? Who? Maybe uh, some more conservative 
family members you have. Thought I should be my wife. But they're <laughs> serving alcohol, though. But aren't groomsmen normally given like like little flasks by the? Uh, well, I wasn't groom? a groomsman, and I got my drink from the hotel bar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you usually don't walk into the ceremony with a cocktail. And uh, well, you do if you've had three or one? four already. Was yeah, he the only one. Well, I no, Mary Beth also, Mary Beth also <laughs> had one. <laughs> I, was like, it's, I was like, it's cool, man. It's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but then he's like, I was trying to talk to his wife, and he's like, he basically compared me to like one of his schizophrenic patients. He's like, you know how I tell them to ignore the voices in their heads? Like, you have to ignore the voice, his voice in your head. He'll never stop. It'll just keep going. So just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. your brother talking. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I, it? <laughs> it's all uh, aspects of life, whether it's a christening, a you know, a marriage or a funeral. It's constant. He has to sit there and whisper in your ear and try to make you laugh. And <laughs> did you see the makeup on that corpse? It doesn't look real at all. Yeah. Uh, it was. Um, I, I was like, I don't know if I want to go. It's a wedding. But afterwards, uh, it was like, oh, it's not so bad. Like, I saw some relatives I had not seen in a long time. And I took the opportunity to tell a few of them, like, like one, my Uncle Roger, David's father, like, I was walking in the bathroom and he's walking out and he's like, oh, excuse me. Like, he didn't even recognize me because he hasn't seen me in some time. And then I talked to him later on and I told him, I was like, you know, you're sort of like, there were some impactful moments when I was young that you were a part of, you know, like my first Hendrix record. He gave oh. me a whole bunch of comics, he brought me to the haunted mansion once. He was the guy who took me to see Jaws the, uh, really? the second time. Yeah. You I never, did. you never told him. Was this the alcohol? Huh? Yeah, I was like, come here. I love you. I love you, man. I'm going to sleep over. <laughs> You're the greatest. Yeah, that doesn't sound like you uh, uh, to uh, start waxing poetic. And, no, and that was giving... probably like eight or nine drinks. That I was like, come here, you. I'm going to make this about me. Uh, so my uh, Uncle Paul and Aunt Gail and they, the, the, my cousin Michelle, who's she's probably about your age, right? A little bit younger. Um, she's, oh, no, she's uh, a little bit Tracy's older than age. Yeah, she's a little bit she's younger than Tracy, I think. Uh, and I, she has kids, one's 17, one's 15, and I told them about how uh, I nearly got a DUI when I was 18, but I dropped their dad's name and the cops let me go. Who was who her dad to the cops, though? Uh, he was a councilman in town. Really? Mm. Yeah, and uh, it turned out it was... Uh, it turned out he had appointed one of the cops, so when I dropped that name, it was like the exact guy I should have dropped it to. Did you drop it? On, like, Were you told by your uncle to like, hey, if you ever no. get pulled over? So you were just pulling it, just I pulling was just, it out It was a Hail Mary. And, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't drunk. I wasn't driving drunk. I just had a case of beer in the car, and I was too young to have it. Uh-huh. So I was like, it all worked out. It was like, that was back in the day, though. I don't know if that kind of stuff happens anymore. No, I don't think so. That was yeah. the 80s. Yeah. And nowadays you see what like the dash cam time. footage when they arrest a congressman or a selectman or something. Yeah. And they try to drop it. Hey, do you know who I am? And they're like, we don't care. We don't give a shit who you are. Uh, so, Eric, you had to make a hard decision. You were going to either come here for the wedding or down to Charlottesville for that uh, nationalist uh, meeting. <laughs> and uh, you chose a wedding. Yeah, I guess I don't think they have You're a like, nationalist I know. meeting You're anyway. Like, I so. know there will be Jews at this wedding. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, we turned the tiki torches? I, I saw the media, like uh, it was, I can't remember CNN something, and it's I'm like, why can't everyone just agree to ignore them? Like, let them march, let them do whatever, but just ign- like media blackout, 
Don't it, report on it. Nobody go. Nobody just, yell. It drives viewers to come watch. It's like it angers people, so they'll watch. And you and you you rev. Oh, up I know why the media is doing. Rev up your side. So and it, it's. It I know why the media does. I'm saying if the people like if anybody who's anti whatever right. uh, Nazis and shit, just don't go. Like completely ignore them. Right. And let them march around. Let them march around a little bit with their signs, and nobody's going to give a fuck. Instead of like clashes but, and people getting hit by cars and all kinds of crap. But you attach the name Trump or allude the fact that it's attached to Trump and it instantly – people will flock to it because they they want to see something bad happen. And yeah. I think that's what you know causes all the people to get down there with cameras because what's going to happen? I've been, in, I've been in a media blackout for like the last seven days. Have you? Yeah, I don't, yeah, not for any reason. Just like yeah, I haven't turned the TV on at all. No news, nothing. How do you like it? Um, yeah, I don't miss it, but it's just some other things going on that uh, cause me my mind to be centered around uh, anything but news right now. Hmm. Did I miss anything? I heard somebody. I heard somebody. My wife said that somebody uh, hijacked an airplane. Though I was just talking about that with Jeff today because he used to work for was an it airline. a real airplane or was yes, it, like it was a two, a two man plane or something? no, it was a Bombardier uh, turboprop uh, plane. Okay, but not a jet. It was plane. like those. No, it was yeah, a turboprop. One of those lawn chairs with the balloons attached to it. <laughs> no, it's like one of those like forty, fifty person ones that like they. Yeah, I think it was I like an inside guy, right? Yeah, he like worked. Worked, um, worked, he worked handling cargo and taxiing the planes. I guess like with that little cart. You know, back and forth. But he knew – he didn't fly it around, right? Oh, he, no. He flew yeah. it around. Oh, he, he took did off? Some, <laughs> he flew around. Oh, he did? Did yeah. he die? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, they still haven't found the body, so they're not declaring him dead from the article. Oh, like Cooper? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he did – they have some footage because like, I guess when people saw the plane being followed by jets, the uh, F-16s, they started filming it. And there's this one – he does an aileron roll, which is like almost like a barrel roll. And then he gets – he almost like skims the surface of a lake. And people uh, pulled up the uh, air traffic control radio, and you, you know, there's recordings of him going back and forth with the air traffic controllers. And he's like, "They're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have you land over at this uh, air force base." And he's like, "No, I don't want to do that. They they might have uh, you know anti aircraft, or uh, you know they're probably gonna rough me up when I land." He was suicidal. I heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. What the air traffic controllers should have did? Mm-hmm. Piped in, making hang to the cockpit. Yeah. Right. Maybe that like that, that may have made it turn the tide. I've heard Morphed. that it. I heard it does wonders. It is an elixir. It is. <laughs> it is food of the gods. It's. <laughs> it's all that. Yeah. Would, have you ever uh, diagnosed and uh, and prescribed a podcast? Have we asked you this? Yeah, we yeah. asked him that the yeah. first time. Have you done yeah, it since so the last since, time that you had Now we just play that episode over and over again on the audio of the hospital. On a loop. Yeah. <laughs> now, can you remind the listeners what what your profession is again? Uh, I'm I'm a psychiatrist, so do I think, you want to give where you practice or no? Um, and your home address and social security. I think I did last time, <laughs> so they can move. reflect uh, back. <laughs> well, what so part of the, what last part of the time country? I was in residency, and uh, now I am no longer in residency. Um, so, what's the next step after residency? Um, you're just a psychiatrist. You can do a fellowship. Uh, I chose not to do a fellowship because additional one to two years. Um, so all I have to do now is take my psychiatry boards, uh, which I will do in September. And you can open up your own practice. I could, I could do it now. Um, Are you going to hang your own? No, I work uh, with a County in Southern California. So you're not interested in having like a big sign on the, on the, on the, on the sidewalk that says Eric Johnson. 
So in psychiatry, yeah. So if you work in a private office, you uh, don't get to work with the sickest patients. The sickest patients are all taken care of by the county or the state or by the prison system. So you you want you want to deal with the sickest? That's the most interesting. Uh, it's to work with the sickest patients. That's where you can do the most kind of good, and um, and it pays almost just as well as private. So really? I, I would think that like, you know, the, dealing with the sickest is almost like it's, it's just a, such a huge challenge. You're never like most, most likely if you deal with someone who's not as sick, you feel like you, you are accomplishing more because you put them back on the road a lot easier. But, Instead of you wasted your whole life. But if they're the worst <laughs> and they make some kind of improvement, it really shows. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like when you clean, sometimes cleaning the That's dirtiest like, thing first um, is the best. Yeah, that's got that's got to be some sort of also some sort of agenda on your part, right? That you only want to deal with the sickest, the so, maniacs. So it's a little more difficult to hear somebody complaining uh, when it appears they have, you know, everything going for them in life. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> um, versus, you know, somebody that's really having a hard time and like, get him. I mean, he actually said it quite nicely. Um, sometimes it's just about getting someone to take a shower every day or getting someone to join a clubhouse or getting to the library every day because they're so low functioning. Um, that to you is, is more appealing than, um, than like getting somebody to be like, um, I don't know, like what's, what's a more or less, uh, a less, uh, so somebody crazy. maybe, uh, with, um, just kind of basic anxiety yeah. or a mild depression, OCD. Um, you know, you have uh, patients in private sector. Him his business. <laughs> yeah, that will come in, and you know they are depressed because you know their Ferrari broke or something. Yeah. You know those that kinds of things are. Yeah. Yeah. My car broke today on the way here. It, was, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a. What, what did you call the first car? You said Ferrari. It's, a Ferrari. it's not a Ferrari. It's, it's not a, a Ferrari. But isn't that like universal then? Whether your Ferrari breaks down yeah, or your Prius, it's like it sucks was, when your car I was breaks upset. down. Yeah. Should I not have been? Because I have other things well, going on. Send you to the library or a club. <laughs> yes. Let me go take a shower real quick. <laughs> Come back. So, <laughs> so another you know component is I don't. I don't. I'm not that interested in therapy, and generally somebody can be helped with these kind of mild type disorders through therapy. So I don't really. Uh, you're not interested in therapy. You're interested in what medication, medication management, yeah. and uh, that's what most psychiatrists do. We prescribe. We do ECT. We do those types of things. Electroconvulsive therapy. Those. Ooh. Do you um, do, now? Yeah. Do you listen to Selm Steve Dave on a somewhat regular basis? Yeah, I, I still do. I'm just a little behind because uh, my commute changed. So you so. know of um, get him, Steve Dave. You have somewhat of a of a. You've heard him on the podcast, oh, yes, so you know yeah. kind of his. Of course, yeah. What are your now that you've spent a little bit of time in it with a person? What's your feelings of like? Um, what do you think's wrong with him? I'm not really <laughs> sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when's no. the last time you were a psychiatrist? Get him. Uh, uh, about five years ago, I'd say. All right, so it's been five years. Okay. So I can tell you. Um, the background, what I know about him. Obviously, he's very intelligent. He usually has the facts correct Supposedly. when 
Maybe other people don't. <laughs> <laughs> Two men on the moon, do I hear someone say? But, uh, yes. I, so is, I mean, uh, now is intelligence garnered from just memory or is intelligence by figuring something out? So I believe or whispering intelligence jokes in inappropriate was <laughs> uh, first started uh, being measured, uh, I think, in France. Uh, was the original IQ test, and it was used to uh, predict academic achievement for their school system. Uh, now it's kind of broken out into many different areas now. Uh, so you have like emotional intelligence, you know, and different types of intelligence. So with facts and scholar scholarly type of uh, intelligence, I think Getem is does very well. But, you know, I'm going to kind of disclose something because – so you would ask me to not uh, tell tell people that Getem doesn't have Asperger's. <laughs> but, and I was God feeling kind of like unethical about that. God damn it. But the more I sit across from him and I'm watching him – I'm not really sure he does. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. Right. Oh, <laughs> I told you. He wants it, though. So he I knew that would be the reaction. He wants to have it, though, because it, it's an out for him, I think, at times. He so, uses it like, like as a like, get-out-of-jail card. So, Couldn't yeah, even take a shower. There, there is a spectrum of severity. and uh, but, so, but basically, it's a disorder uh, which we believe is – um, related to your these certain neurons in your brain, which uh, helps you predict social behavior. Uh, they're called mirror neurons. And so um, as I reach for something, your brain tells you he's reaching for that. So sudden movements for people with autism or Asperger's, they make them very startled. Uh, and so the way you can kind of tell if somebody has autism or Asperger's is watching how they interact in a social situation. And, you know, Gunnam's very animated with his hands, takes cues and all these things. So I'm not sure he... I don't know, Gunnam. How do you answer this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, think I, I think I trust these guys a little more than your average person on the, the street. So. Well, he's not an average person okay. on the street, though. But he's family of... Johnson? Yeah. So... That, that doesn't mean he what, he didn't go through all the all the proper schooling and what is that? Like it all comes anything? down to he's a Johnson. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here him. to you know I'm not going to diagnose you, but I mean that would be much? A, that would be a good thing, right? I guess. Well, what, if you were to go to a psychiatrist right now, what's one thing you'd want to? Would you, is there anything at all that you'd want to ask them or talk about? Or no, you're just nothing. You're just not. You wouldn't have no interest. I well, whenever I went, we just mostly just talked about how I was how I was doing. So right. if I had you know any particular problems at that point in time, do you have any t- particular problems that you could talk to to Eric about right now, or that you would feel comfortable talking about also in front of us and all the listeners? Um, <laughs> Make it good <laughs> <laughs> that he can help you with. Like if you're only going to get this or like free advice <laughs> one time only, man. Uh, he came to you, doctor. Making have, a house what about, call. What about work? I mean, I know you got some problems here at work. Some issues you deal with. We could talk about it here right now with with the doctor, S- such a, as a, like a, a, a joint session. Okay. Oh, like couples therapy almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bust a little couples therapy out on these guys. 
I mean, I could, I, like I said, I don't do therapy very much. We, oh, we do do, do it. Well, um, just give them some medicine. <laughs> but, Anything that you could think? Of? Everything's perfect. No, I'm, not, uh, I'm just having drawn a blank. He is. Is he like clinically eccentric? Maybe because he does weird stuff. Well, that's not a disorder to be a eccentric. Yeah. So you know, we're. I look for things that are functional impairments, like people not being able to shower, people not being able to work, people. So, do you have you received any special accommodations for this diagnosis in the past? I don't know. Maybe you don't want to talk about this because. This could lead into him looking for like special treatment around Ooh. here, and then oh. next you know litigation and shit. If you don't uh, I did get out, I did get out of jury duty because of it. So wow, is that, is that, I mean, I think yeah. that's really the only. He, like I said, he uses it to his advantage, and he doesn't want it taken away. Yeah, kind of like uh, someone with maybe a light ankle sprain getting that special <laughs> handicap access <laughs> at Disneyland. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Get him. You could do that, right? You could hire yourself out at Disney. We talked about. Oh that yeah, one I time remember that. Yeah, to the lines. Uh, so this is what you're thinking about. Get him now. That maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, we would have to do a he complete also, okay, interview, he has, he has, and I'm being a, a level bit four quarter. No, no, I'm a lot lower than that. I'd say one or two, not like like those what about higher hoarding. Have you dealt with anybody who hoards? Um, I've not dealt with. I haven't had any patients that are hoarders. We do work with hoarders in our uh, clinic setting. But none of my patients have. What about a man who would um, has a, he is in? What would you say? I mean, it would be something. I would think that he would need to uh, try to like break this horrible uh, cycle of not throwing anything away. Like in terms of like um, packaging that comes. Like if he orders something from like online, mm-hmm. he can't throw the cardboard box it came away with. He'll save it and put it in for as a special place, and he knows where it is. Like that though. And not to reuse it, right? So, I, I, no, if I can reuse it, I will reuse it. Mm. Well, How often? When's the last time you reuse packaging? Well, but I use, well, I reuse a lot of the packaging here. So well, no, stuff, we're not talking about here. I'm talking about stuff, but stuff I get, I get, I reuse it here. So, but stuff at home, if I've ever had to mail stuff out, I try to. I, I go from within first. How many years of a backlog of boxes do you have? Um, How much shit could he be sending out from home? <laughs> yeah, not that many. I don't send out that much stuff. So I, I'm saying over ten years. Uh, probably yeah. I say every time I come in, he's got you, like you guys have another as seen on TV pair of glasses. Or <laughs> so I know he's ordering stuff all the time. I mean, so again, um, how would you feel if you found out someone was at your home right now throwing away those packaging? It, it does not go very well. Furious. He would, be, would be beside himself. I, I, it's, it doesn't even like you suggested. It's it's happened before. You see, it, and yeah. see the face. It's change? happened before, and it did not turn out well. Uh, my friend Debbie, she threw, she cleaned out my uh, something in my. It's mu- upsetting uh, him right now thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, he kind of did tense up quite a bit after I said yeah, he not. was relaxed. Look, his jaws set and everything. Relax, what if we told you right <laughs> yeah. now that I wasn't? Uh, my car didn't break, and I was at your house, and I threw away all your stuff. <laughs> you wouldn't have had enough and, time <laughs> and, and changed your sheets. <laughs> <laughs> You're nowhere near out of breath enough. And what happened to my cats? Or my cats? Okay. I let the cats go. They're they wearing down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Be well, kids. Be well. <laughs> I didn't do that, though. I'm just oh, wanting, yeah. I was just testing you. So, I mean, the second – okay, so it would cause you anxious distress, yes. something like that. Yes, that's... But it's just cardboard. Okay. So why does it cause you distress? Be, I, I would – if I get a chance to go through it, touch it, 
be able to possibly save something that would remind you know be able to take one percent of the hundred percent to be able to save, then I could you know and then slowly work that one percent down to another one percent. This could be your John Merrick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> could build a career. <laughs> I am a human being. <laughs> so. Has it caused you uh, room, <laughs> any problems at home? Like, do you feel like it's dangerous, like a fire hazard? Mm, I mean, not so much. Everyone else does. <laughs> it's not like a Collier's mansion. It's not like yours. You know, you're not. You're not like you're stumbling over things. Can I? Can I? I don't know if you, we can cut this if you don't like to hear it. Okay. But he has. He's had a girlfriend, and he cannot mm. have her come over because he can't. She can't see the state of his house. Okay. So oh, I know you have a new girl. Well, no, that's the old oh. girlfriend. So yeah. that's oh. the kind of thing we look for. That points to a disorder, right? Because it's impairing his ability to form relationships with other human beings. Right. Or, that's fair, right? Yeah, it is. Or maybe it's a genius move. You're like, I don't have to have her over here, man. It is, oh. it, that's why I think that it's a bachelor. I call it my bachelor pad because it kind of is. Yeah. He, he's justifying now with that, right, Doc? <laughs> yeah, what do yes. you call that in the middle? <laughs> 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 sure, whatever you guys say. Right, I mean, he's, he's using it to his advantage, he thinks. Yeah, I don't really buy that uh, response. I'm, I'm, I think I am comfortable there. That's what I think. That's my prime motivation. Is I'm comfortable. It's my space. And so, where do you meet your girlfriend? Uh, when she came out, we went to her uh, hotel room. We stayed in her hotel room. But she and wanted to come and be in Jersey, and he couldn't because she she wouldn't be able to live at his place because of the state of the. Uh, well, no, I said I was willing to let her move in if she if she came out to New Jersey. I just sign this waiver. <laughs> my, oh, okay. I, my big fear is I don't want someone to come out to New Jersey, change their life radically, come out to New Jersey, and then something happens in the relationship very early on, and now she's stuck here. So, so was it the state mm-hmm. of the house that you would have cleaned it up for her? Oh, I would. Yeah, I would. I would have cleaned it up. I had my my friend lived there for a couple weeks when uh, she her parents kicked her out. So how many years ago was that? Uh, that would have been what, like three years ago? Yeah, that's probably a normal concern, though. Like, she's going to uproot her life, change everything, and he's like, what if it doesn't work out? Yeah. So, but going back just a little bit sure. of what you said, um, is she wealthier that she can get motel rooms to visit I, you? I, I, if, she, uh, if she asked me to contribute, I chipped in, so. But she would have to ask, though. So you would rather have your cardboard packaging and pay for her to stay in a hotel? I said that to you. I said that to you, right? I was just like, Dr. Flanagan. I said, well, you would rather have, you would rather, like, wouldn't you rather have her at your place than go to a hotel room? I kind of, I tell you the truth, I kind of liked the hotel room. It was, it was nice. Like a little uh, getaway vacation. Because like right? I said, my, my, I don't sleep on my bed because it gives me back problems. So it was nice being able to go to a hotel where I could sleep on a bed. So and- what's on the bed right now? What? Bed bugs. <laughs> the, um, the sheets and the blankets. Oh, there's nothing on top of the bed? No. So someone could sleep there? Yeah, someone could sleep there. Why you don't, don't you sleep there? It, it hurts my back. I get a lower oh. back pain for some reason. i got to either flip the mattress or – Or get a new mattress. Or get a new mattress. Psychosomatic? It, the back pain? Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. There's he doesn't that want baby. a cure for it though. There's so. that book by uh, John Sarno. He says uh, all back pain is bullshit. I don't believe yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> but like he doesn't want it. Like he, there's things he could do to improve his, and he doesn't do it though for whatever reason. He won't go buy a new mattress so he can just start sleeping on his bed. I don't know why. So it's, it's just like it's, one of those like uh, what's the ones that like they incline and shit. Oh, the, the Craftmatic. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
right now it'd be a, it would be pretty much cost about half of what it costs for my Jeep for me to get a new mattress. So because it's a king, it's a king size. The it's the box, not the box spring, the the whole. The bed right. frame? Yeah. yeah, the frame with the, the drawers like, underneath and everything. But so. at what point do you say to yourself, I'm worth... <laughs> I'm a human being. I'm worth <laughs> I need a bed. in a bed, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm... And it's not like your car was forty grand and the mattress is going to be twenty thousand. Like, how much is a king mattress? Like a thousand bucks? You get a TSD code. You can get that. Ha- the cast, the Casper one's about two thousand. Sweet Casper. The Casper two thousand dollars for, for a Casper king. king? Wow. That's the time I looked. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the pushing off because I did just buy a vehicle. So you know, mm. if that so was he. he well, tell him what you do with your money. What I. <laughs> I, I I don't trust banks, so I you know keep it and some Tell of it, you do it. it some of it is stashed around my property in various uh, locations underground. Yeah, he buries it like a yes. cat in a cat box. So you could put it in a safe deposit box <laughs> or a safe inside your home. I could, but I'd be worried about fire then because you know isn't there fireproof safes? They do, but then you know it's something someone can identify and steal. Okay. Identify your um, safe. Be like, I'll steal it. So yeah. you're so you're worried, concerned about theft as well. Yeah. And nobody's going to be nobody's going to know because you got a lot of property out there. Nobody's going to know where to look. You, uh, got, you got your GPS coordinates and shit. Yeah, I, nice. I do, it's it's mostly like like lined up mm-hmm. like trigonometry. Tell, tell them how you're terrified of going in the shower. <laughs> oh, tell them the truth. You got a you got your work. Oh no, you. I <laughs> tell them that you keep a knife I keep a in knife shower. in my shower. Why would you have a knife in your shower? Just in case someone tries to attack me while I'm in the shower. I also keep one on the the, the head of my bed, and pretty much they're stashed throughout the house. In case someone tries to attack me in the shower. So you know what the next question I would ask somebody that told me that? I have a clear shower curtain, so as well. How are you not under lock and key? (laughs) Because when I take a shower, I like to blast the music so I can't really hear anything. So in case someone tries to sneak up on me, I keep a knife in my shower. So we are on a podcast, so if you don't want to answer this, but have you ever been charged with a violent crime or assault? No. 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 Why would you ask that next? See, that's not, you said you, you know yeah, the question. I, I didn't think that would be the question you'd ask next. No, it is. I, I, I need to assess like, how. I was going to say, where do you hide that knife? Oh, I already know he's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just trying to assess the level of dangerousness at this point. Like you're, the knife is hidden in the shower, right? Yes. That's crazy, right? Where do you hide it? It's it's is it like in a shampoo bottle. It, no, it's uh, it's it's behind the uh, washcloth, hanging up on a suction cup. In mm. the in the shower, so it's easily reachable. Yeah. How long have you done it for? I've had that there for eight nine years. Do now. You check and you check it all the time, right? Well, I can kind of see the edge of it hanging out behind the, the washcloth. And plus, if whenever it was, I use so the washcloth, if it wasn't there, huh? Would you would you would not get? That, no, that that that'd, that'd be kind of. Well, I'd have to look. I wonder how someone got into my house. <laughs> I mean, it's if anything. If you come into your house and there's something that was there, you know before, and now it's missing. Doesn't that? That's what you have to do. Don't clean up the cardboard. Just remove that knife. Like you go to the house, remove the knife. Drive insane. <laughs> do you feel on edge as if someone would come into your home? No, just in case. Yeah, have so. you ever been attacked before? Have you ever no. been, have anything come anybody come in and well, steal anything from you before? He has been attacked. I heard some of the verbal. Uh, I mean, some of his upbringing episodes. Oh, oh the, the pillow. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, no, no one's no one has attacked me in my home, but it's just it's. Yeah. I feel Sorry safe for, for having it there. And when my like when my ex went away to college, I gave her a knife to keep it on her bed as well. So, you, um, so and there's one on there's one on both sides of my bed. So there's one for me and then one for the other. Fucking person. Edward Scissorhands over here. <laughs> now tell yeah. him. Now do you think? Do you know his history about how his his true love left him for a blind man? Yes, I, I do, do you, remember do you that history. Point, do you point? I point to that moment as being where everything unraveled. No, because I, does that always happen when someone's girlfriend leaves them for a blind man? That would be would, far more. Do they unravel? Do they always, do they always unravel? But wouldn't uh, it be more traumatic for a like for because you're being left for someone inferior almost? Well, well he, I mean, he is a psychologist. <laughs> There's at least one blind Tom Steve Davis who's like. Wow. What is she getting that like from a blind man that so, I can't? Well, but I should say the blind man is a psychologist. Yeah. I actually we have a uh, blind psychiatrist that works in our system who's considered the top, top psychiatrist in our area. No, so, but, in it, but wouldn't so, even you would have to be like if your if your honey left you for that psychiatrist, you'd be like He's blind. No, th- but this is the ex I gave yeah. the knife to. So this this happened while we were going. I had the. I think there are other things that we can point to besides. <laughs> you know, like to me, I would be like, I would, I would just be. None a, so shameful. I would just be pointed at, that and I'd be like, like a blind man, because he, like he really would have a hard time. I don't know, justifying that, like you can't do so His many existence. things. Like you yeah. can't do as many things as like a, a a man who could see can do. But I will say he's also a skydiver. So I yeah. mean he's done stuff that I will who never do. So you're not you don't feel that way. You're saying or what? you're denying that. Like are you suppressing your your feelings of like that you know the, like the blind guy? You know you feel like you're you're you feel like it should you shouldn't have lost your love to a blind guy. We we had issues before. I, I feel that his knowledge of psychiatry uh, helped him weasel his way in between us. Oh, he like he uh, mm. he pulled he some Spengali type shit. Yeah, up, and man. you know exploited the the weaknesses I have, and you know that's common it, in, in that field, right? Well, it would probably have nothing to do with the fact that <laughs> you were sleeping with a knife next to your bed <laughs> at, at the head. I mean, maybe she just felt safer because the blind person would have a harder time stabbing her. <laughs> no, she had a she had a knife at the head of her side as well, so it's she not like if I was stabbing her. She could have stabbed me back. She, yeah. she didn't request a knife. She said, no. "What's this knife doing here?" <laughs> oh, that's for you, baby. Now, if I, unless I'm mistaken, if I if I reach back, didn't an ex of yours leave you for a dude with cancer? Oh yeah, <laughs> a dude with a shelf life. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, yeah, where you were. There was pretty much an end of the road. Um, So I think what did you had said uh, to me? Well, I guess she really saw no future with you. (laughs) Future with a dude who's definitely going to die. Did the guy wind up dying? Uh, No, he actually survived, and that was the hardest part for me. (laughs) I feel you, brother. Are they still together? Uh, No, they. uh, She ended up leaving. Do you think the fact that she survived was maybe turned her off? Maybe she was some sort of like nightingale complex. Yeah, fetishist. Yeah, I think it uh, was a harder relationship than she thought it was going to be, living with somebody with cancer. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) And so they actually broke up. I think when he was still sick. 
So, oh, okay, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't she, uh, uh, count upon all the all the trauma it would uh, like yeah. a, a relationship would have when dealing with somebody who's really sick. I wonder if the breakup yeah. caused him to survive. Like you know, all that rage of the breakup can rage. Um, fuel. I mean, I mean, it's if, not if that leads to positive thinking. I do <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not something we typically associate with health. <laughs> Associated more with like holes in your wall. I try to help him. I don't know if you listen though, but I, I, I try. And at, at times I get frustrated with him. I, and I, I lose think my you've temper. You've done a, a very like good job though. raising him up. Yeah. I try. I, I do. I do care about him and I do want him to do well. And I tr- but I know that at times I yell at him and I don't want to though. But and, and I try not to. Yeah. And I've noticed that as, you know, from listening from when he first started working here. So now it actually seems like, well, you you control your feelings much better in regards to when he messes up. So, Is that you think that's true? Uh, yeah, because you're only lately, going on I what? So. I would like to think that I've been messing up less, but yes, uh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, he has been messing up less. <laughs> okay, so I think we're in a good place right now, right? Yeah. I, I think so. It's harmonious. What do you think, Jock? Yeah. I mean, I, it appears that, uh, yes, that the relationship is improving. Us, uh, and my, Mike included, because it's, I think it's a partnership. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't, I don't count Mike in the, in the, um, cause Mike doesn't need, I don't think as much, um, like somebody over him as much as like, I think, like, I, I just think if you, if you, if I don't say something, you're just, you're just prone to just be like, let me see what's on Reddit. <laughs> You know, and I don't think you know, that's just the way you are. I, I was actually I was actually thinking the day about uh, online addiction because I I think I heard a commercial about it. You think you have it? I, I I'm just trying to figure out if you it's, deal with that at where you're at. So this is uh, a rehab. One of the uh, yeah new fields or the new uh, areas of uh, addiction in uh, psychiatry and mental health. Oh, that's what I heard. The Californication so. was on, and I thought about David Duchovny, and then. He had the sex addiction, which he blamed on being online. So there is a almost like an obsessive compulsive type or an addiction. It, it could also be in the same way that gambling addiction works. Right. Um, so that it's this totally new thing um, that we're not sure about. Um, but psychiatry is trying to get more into like what is going on in your brain uh, and – is it actually different whether you have a gambling addiction, online addiction, sex addiction, saving packaging? Um, you know. well, I was I was trying to figure out like like if like I'm like if my post if like my comment gets an upvote does that like release some kind of like endorphin, endorphin or dopamine or something that like plays like almost like the when you win at gambling yeah. like oh this post got 17 likes. <laughs> so those popular video games, uh, I think uh, like Candy Crush is one where you're getting these rewards on a timed basis. Those are working on the um, uh, s- the same uh, addiction Pavlov circuitry. Uh, yeah, it's an older part of your brain. Obedience to authority. Yeah. <laughs> where it's giving you a reward. So it actually causes dopamine to spike in your brain. Uh, like even if like if you consider the game sometimes like a chore, and, but you still have to play it, is that you had get him addicted yes. to candy? <laughs> so it's no, no. I, I play uh, I play Marvel Puzzle Quest, and it's you have to play five nodes a day in order to get the the uh, the daily reward. 
And sometimes it'll be like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, I got to – I'll give up sleep just to get these five nodes out. Yeah. So that would be yeah, a well, sign. What, of and I sit there and I go, why don't I do this at work when I <laughs> – What about the uh, drinking though, the uh, the five gallons of natty to get to get to sleep? Yeah, yeah he's an alcoholic. It's <laughs> now, now what do you – do you like prescribe to AA? Or is that what it's called? AAA or is it AA? Yeah, so addiction psychiatry. Break down you call AAA. <laughs> so that's going to be the next area I start to study. But I I work with uh, uh, a lot of folks that are addicted to uh, different drugs and alcohol. And um, what losers? <laughs> and I mean, so a lot of the things he describes is anxiety based. You know, you have a lot of anxiety. Get them. I I think social I anxiety. It feels, like, it feels like everyone I know has social anxiety. Yeah, everyone has some level of social anxiety, but if it becomes so disruptive, you can interact with uh, people you're not intimately familiar with. Yeah, I hate that. That's, I hate that. Yeah, that's I. I, I, I see it when people come in and talk to him; and they want to see him because they, they listen to tell him Steve Dave. Mm-hmm. He puts his eyes to the ground. He doesn't look at them. But yet, I, other I've people seen, come in like he doesn't act that way. But if they are come in to see him specifically to be like, "Oh, I like you on the Tell Him Steve Dave," he has a hard time like meeting their eyes and talking about it he kind of like c- comes across as very cool like um like not cool that way but like he's like cold. An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's very cold and yeah. doesn't want to uh engage them yeah and uh i think actually the first time i met him i was like oh he doesn't really want to talk to me or i think but then later you know he kind of warmed up a little bit yeah um but maybe if he was drunk when he first met me, when like when I would go up to uh, meetups, like for the, some of the websites we were on, and it would be like at a bar, I would not step in until someone I knew from like the website was there, so that I could talk to them. I guess is I've seen it in in action. It was really weird when was here. Yeah, she came. This girl that he he went on a date with once, and she came for a visit, and she. She told me she gave you a heads up that she was coming. Yeah. She came into the store and she he, get him sitting back there behind the counter, and she's like, "Hi, get him," and like that he will not. Yeah. He, he wouldn't even. Adjust, that, that, he would not I, look up on a dresser. Why? I think that's completely. Why? Why? I don't think it's it? different. You, you could have just been could, like, "Hey." Even if you, even if you're like, "Okay, that didn't go anywhere," you could still be like, "Hey, how you doing?" You were very acting so, like mental. It was. It was a, bizarre. Yeah. It was a very strange behavior. I mean, I'm not saying it to like get a laugh. It was just strange behavior. It's. It's it's very com- off putting. It's complicated because it seems to me like she thinks we still have this relationship. Trust me, she does not think that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I she don't thought that. Oh, okay. I don't no. think so. I mean, I could be wrong, and you may be right, but I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. <laughs> You guys came up with your own test. That's uh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious, Eric, to see what you think of this. I know, and I don't yeah. mean it in a way to like diminish um, what all the schooling you went through, all the things you guys did. But sometimes I wonder if like we put too much um, emphasis on what like doctors think. So that age old conundrum. I mean, what's yes. a word, doctor? I mean, not every doctor, so, right? No, I, I think. Um, uh, the doctors that take better history, that ask good questions, they're the ones that you should work with because you can trick doctors. So, so you're saying is the questions are important? Questions are extremely important. Well, that's really good. I can, because- <laughs> and I have some experience in judging questions. Do you have a set? Yeah. Do you have your own personal set of questions that you'll ask? 
So we practice uh, asking questions in front of rooms of other doctors to mock patients, and then we refine Wait, you how we ask. I'm going to be a doctor. We have uh, like <laughs> no. I think a, he means uh, a oh, patient. Oh, like okay. Like a, wow. a patient. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, we don't mock them. No, yeah. So a patient will do what we call a mock interview, oh, okay. where it's a practice interview where they're not act they're being assessed, but. Really, there's a room full of doctors that are judging you on how well you're asking the questions and how well you're determining the diagnosis. All right. So, so you have you how many questions do you usually have to ask before you get it before you you sum it all up? Usually, if I do a good interview, a good psychiatric interview will take between uh, thirty minutes minimum to uh, sixty minutes. Um, so the average length of a podcast. <laughs> I I have eight. We have eight. We me and Gideon came up with eight questions. Now that now the answers may take. You know that depends on the uh, the uh, the patient how long it takes them to answer them. But um, if we were to give you the um, the Walt Flan and Son psychological uh, profile quiz, would you take it now and and give us your feedback on it? Sure. And this yeah, is what we've been waiting for, right? It a is, real. Yeah psychiatrist to come in and evaluate who seems to be you know pretty credible and he's cool too like yeah. he's like he's not sn- like snooty like a lot of doctors he's like. not mocking no. us so <laughs> a lot of the doctors we've approached this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but you know on the like, street <laughs> they, doctors, to me i don't know maybe it's me but they come across as um like like they're like almost like they're aliens like they're like i got the keys to the and you're in, in your uh and you're a buffoon, and you know they like so, they kind of feel like they're <laughs> superior every way to you know yeah. they act superior, they talk superior. Well, what is a doctor except someone who wants to be as close to God as possible mm-hmm. without being God? Right? God complex. Right? So yeah. mm-hmm. that's what we call the paternalistic model, which is now not taught anymore. Oh, yeah. let's get right into it because I okay. I never I'm gonna tell you right now, me and Gideon, we've never gone to school. We've never we never yeah. looked Does at that shock you. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't do anything. The only time the only time he was at school was to propose to his wife. That's right. Uh, after high school, and I barely even did the last grade, the twelfth grade. I barely even did it. <laughs> but, I, but after after I graduated, he it. didn't do anything. And so, but still, I believe that just between me and him on a slow day at the stash, we came up with a quiz or, or a, eight questions that could help. And I don't know if doctors would even Redefine think of these questions. Psychiatry. <laughs> yeah. So I change everything you DSM infinity. Yeah. So now I teach residents too. So I evaluate other people in training. So, so do you um do you are you a proponent of having doctors come up with their own questions or do you think that they should be set standard questions? So there are some standard ways to ask questions. Um and to elicit sometimes responses that you're trying to get. Yeah, and you have to be you have to expedite things. You can't uh, you know, take a very long time because you have lots of patients. So if there's an eight question system, I mean that's very valuable. <laughs> this is like the Henry, ultimate streamline. This is Henry Ford taking on psychiatry. Could if you if you after the quiz and if you're interested, mm-hmm. no I'm all seriousness, and if you want to write a paper on it, would you include us? Where you, you could stamp can we be, my name. Can we be, no, no, no. Could we be at Al? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we may be able to uh, maybe go to the APA and present a poster or a symposium. Because like, there are some journals we can get <laughs> in if you're. How if quickly you're, are you discredited? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. He hasn't heard the questions yet. Yeah, okay. I think he's going to be shocked be. that we didn't we didn't do any kind of bat, like like look into anything. We just came up with them on our own. And I think you'll see that there's like you'll be like, holy crap! I went to school okay. for nothing. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's it's yeah. freeing not having to adhere to a century of. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Now they're not in any set order, so I could just jump around, but I'll just go in the same order I went with when I gave okay. it to Q and Brian. So you want me to answer these questions like I'm a patient? You can, you can or, answer them as a patient, and then give um, me your uh, analysis of the question. Like, do you feel okay. it would be a worthy question to ask um, a patient? You know, in a, in a clinical setting. Okay, that sounds good. Well, what's his what's his condition? He's coming in, or is this just a very general? Well, I, I mean, ours is just this is just general. We didn't want to go too deep because mm-hmm. uh, I, we, I don't feel we're ready yet. Yeah, we were afraid they might come after us. Big psychology. Big psychology. I see. I've seen what, so, I see what they did. Almost did to that Doctor Ho. So I. Uh, that's why there are knives hidden everywhere in the stash. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't need people coming after us. <laughs> Taped under the, He's got a shotgun on a swivel under the poker table. Big psychology wants to shut like it's like uh, you know. Like the, We're impinging on them. I mean, yeah, uh, the van door opens. Up, you guys get pulled in. Give us those questions. <laughs> All right, question number one. When I say the initials MJ, who or what is the first thing you think of? Michael Jackson. Uh oh. I remember that not being too good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, he's obsessed with fame. Yeah. yeah, and wants to be a performer. Mm. Wants to be his big brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> family so, issues. That's <laughs> definitely family issues. That's what we would call a close-ended question. <laughs> did, did, did you have any? Did you have any animals that you were friendly with as a patient child? to speak at all? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They got to come up. With, they got to come up with something that matches the initial M and the initial J. And uh, that's the end of the response, right? But if they say if they say Mary Jane, you know they're 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 druggies. They're druggies. If they say if they say Michael Jordan, you know that they're kind of masculine. If they say Michael Jackson, well, we don't know. Plus, Maybe the, they the, like the book music. Is still has yet to be written. And if they say MJ's Jury's Pizza out. Restaurant, <laughs> what if they say the name of a local pizzeria? <laughs> Wasn't Michael Jackson referred to as MJ, where Michael Jordan wasn't? I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I think you are. Or MJ, <laughs> or Thank I guess, <laughs> yeah, I think I am wrong about that. I'm thinking. Uh, well, I mean, everybody, but every um, every generation has their own MJ. I there's, suppose you know, there's actors you know that could fit. The, it, it could be anything. It could yeah. be. It could be. Some, let's say it's their family. Let's say it's their mother had those initials. Then you know they're like. Yeah, Martha. Either a mama's boy, or they're into, or they love their or family. Some kind of <laughs> okay. <laughs> it really is like if they're going, if they all, if they only think of somebody famous, it should, it should be a, a telltale sign of what you know what they're built like. Maybe it's because um, <laughs> this question's out of the context of the eight that I should reserve judgment on this question until right, I hear some more. I mean, I mean, if they say Mick Jagger, <laughs> oh my god, right, Mick Jagger. I mean, there's so many MJs. Often. I mean, Michael it doesn't Johnson really. Sprinter. Yeah. Work cross culturally, though. Mm-hmm. 
either. But we, yeah, you know what? To be fair, <laughs> me and Gidim were white, so we may not have. Uh, we may have just be done a basically, you know, a middle class suburban white guys test right here. Okay. That's who it's good for. <laughs> That's who it's good for. <laughs> well, aren't they the ones with the most problems up here? So. Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, uh, psychiatric. <laughs> we got disorders go across cultures. But I mean, you know? we tend to cry the most, though, about them. Do we? Like, you know, like not cry, but like you know, like every little thing. Like you said, the latte, the Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Do, you ever, to- do you ever want to say to someone like, "Sack up, you fucking bitch"? Just stop. Like, just stop. Well, I mean, there is I the mean, phrase like, "white people love. problems." I mean, sometimes we have to cut people off a little bit and be like, well, that's not really why we're here. Um, I can't really start, help you with that. Digressing into My Ferrari. This is what I can do for you, you know. And uh, you try to be nice about it. Uh, but, yeah, some people are just kind of looking for up. empathy more than they're. All right. To speak of empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, question two. When you see a quote-unquote small person. Okay. <laughs> he's not going to tell you who he's quoting, by the way. <laughs> Is that the end of the question? No. Are you more inclined to A, have parental thoughts, B, thoughts of dominance and superiority? <laughs> what do you think about taking them by the horse? Come here, you. <laughs> well, you know, like you either you have parental thoughts or you have thoughts of dominance and superiority, A or B. Or if you're I, under both. <laughs> yeah. So you, you – have to choose one. Yeah. Yes. And well, I, either one leads to <laughs> it's a road. some sort of judgment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a test. There's got to be some I kind of I suppose since I agreed to take the test, I would say A. Parental. Yeah. Well, that's so. good. That's good. I would, I would expect the doctor to feel that way, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. You would, I mean, you would hope. Yeah, that, that he would be like who caring. Wants to help the, the most sickest yeah. of us out there yeah. would see that little person and, and be try like, to help lift them up, just scoop them up, like, physically <laughs> pull them up, cradle them in their arm, his arms. <laughs> Let me go! Let me go! <laughs> I have a commercial on the film. <laughs> I'm putting you in the shower, boy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just wrap me in a blanket. <laughs> You're getting swaddled. <laughs> <laughs> These are <laughs> very uh, good questions. I've never heard them asked during an interview. So, all right, let's go to question three. You're at a table with a scrumptious, warm, delicious-looking pie, and you cut yourself a slice. What is your slice filled with? Strawberries. Mm. Still thinking back to his childhood with strawberry shortcake and the such. So, I can I can attest to that. He, it was his favorite cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> his whole room oh. decked out, decked out with strawberry shortcake. Well, doesn't it show a, a yeah. lack of imagination though? If you say something that a pie is usually filled with, what would be uh, an unacceptable answer? Unacceptable? Well, anything you say. <laughs> Well, well, what would be an ex- like to me? I think I would think like like Q said money, which I thought was like brilliant. It really was an insight into his soul. It doesn't sound that delicious, though, didn't the question? What's the question stem again? Can you well, is delicious it? everything that has it for your yeah. taste buds, or could it be delicious be your with fat the, wallet? Yeah, with the money, <laughs> with the money from that pie, you could buy something even better. You could buy something better than a pie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, or many pies. Uh, let's say you're let's say you're a little bit on the edge or a lot on the edge, and you're like, you know, my pie's filled with knives, so I can stab somebody if I'm in the shower. I can bring my pie <laughs> in the shower with me. Or cans of beer. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or or whatever. It could be to me that shows a, like a lack of. Um, Originality in like thinking. Mm. It's not you're not like a like rum raisin a lateral thinker. If you're just going to think exactly like oh, like the common question would be apple. You so know, every Joe schmo is going to say apple. Super pedestrian. Yeah. yeah, I mean, usually we want folks to think in a linear logical pattern. <laughs> And see, that's the problem. That's yeah, what we've been doing for how many hundreds yeah, of years? And if they go yeah. outside of that pattern, uh, usually it causes problems. People are more upset than ever. Hold on a second. I, I could be wrong. Do they? Is there such thing as strawberry pie? Like strawberry like rhubarb pie? pie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, because I'd never heard of it, so I was going to say if maybe you were thinking outside the box. Like a, like, such thing uh, as strawberry Almost like a strawberry – <laughs> well, like a strawberry pretzel pie almost? <laughs> so but, do you have a scale of – What's imaginative and oh, yeah. what is like yeah. apple is the least. Apple or? is is at the at the very very bottom, only below strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> we were flip flopping for a while. We had yeah. to decide on an order. But you could have like a schizo be like razor blades. You could have a like you could have um, just like a total like serial killer be like you know uh, women's lips. Yeah, up, upstairs so, or downstairs, we don't know. I think maybe <laughs> somebody. Uh, <laughs> How do we know? Paranoid Serious. person would say it's filled with microphones. Yeah, yeah. distress would probably not be able to complete this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on then. <laughs> yes. Of these three cars, which one most appropriately describes your life at this point? So you got the question. Mm-hmm. A, a car with no windows. B, a car with no radio. C, a car with no seats. This is a good okay. one. So B, because my car actually car no does not have a radio that works very well. Is this the most linear car yeah, you're like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, Are you an exciting person outside the clinic? Um, Do you consider yourself? Or are, you, are you humdrum? Well, I have a, a pretty uh, normal life. Like, you know, I take my steps on the soccer practice, go out to eat with the family. On, which I'm most, sure like, you can appreciate. Yes. Eat, yeah. a, eat a slice of women's lip pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it does sound like a very mundane existence. Yeah, I, I try to keep my life since moving out of New Jersey as normal as possible. We stay, went to – Staying uh, below the radar. I was um, – what was it? L.A. Con, right? Yes. Or no, I was in L.A. for some reason. Went out to see Eric and, and his wife. It's like, what, like 50 miles outside of L.A. Mm-hmm. It's this little town that's, um, it's like if Mayberry, it's not a 50s Mayberry, but it's a Mayberry Ooh. for today. Mm-hmm. Little like Main Street. That's where you very live? Very yes. suburban. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about, wanting to be normal, wanting to be normal. And uh, like almost gaslighting his wife into believing that she wants to live there because it is so normal. Like he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> You don't want to oh, hear anything I stepping like outside. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Mayberry. I mean, I think everybody should aspire to Mayberry. Yeah, most don't. <laughs> Why do you? I think in Charlottesville yeah. they're trying to aspire to it right now. All white fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, 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 Ann! <laughs> Let's run over that black lady. <laughs> well, Barney. So. 
Yeah. So our uh, police, they came to where we live to do uh, an educational um, uh, kind of seminar teaching us how to be more safe in the neighborhood. And they told <laughs> us that if we saw someone stealing our recycling, we should call 911. <laughs> and that's when I knew that's we a, lived in the right neighborhood. That's a big, that's a big problem. They, uh, they take the Tide bottles out of the recycling. They fill it up with cheap laundry detergent and return it to uh, Walmart for full price. Well, that's, not, that's not his problem. That's, that's Walmart's that's problem. That's Walmart's problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is it more so like because the, the town wants the money for the recycling? It's more of they want to discourage anyone with – any sort of suspicious type activity mm-hmm. uh, from coming around. So well, they say you come and get the recycling, but then you see that there's something on your lawn that might be worth value valuable, mm-hmm. and they'll come back for that. I think from so. what I heard, it's the people who do that, they do it for drug money, and so you're getting druggies digging through your trash, which is what I guess a lot of police departments don't want. Have you ever called 911 on a raccoon that was in your uh, trash can? No, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) What about the questions here, though, about the car? Like, you don't see the metaphor for a car with no windows? You don't see a metaphor for a car with no radio? So maybe the car with no windows, you're suicidal? No, you you have no control (laughs) where you're going. Okay. You're just 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 stumbling along, yeah. You're just along for the ride. You don't get to choose your path. Okay. You may get you may get to a destination, but you didn't pick the destination. It's, it's not the I one mean, you yeah. want it because how do you know you're getting there? Yeah, and, and the destination may be totally not where you want to be, but you know what? You got no windows <coughs> in your car, so you can't you can't tell. You just get in the car and drive. Yeah, you're fucked. Car with no radio is you don't want um, you don't deserve comfort. You don't deserve um, you, you're punishing yourself. A <laughs> and, little you're, bit. and you're and you're located. Think that would be a car with no seats, okay. but you're wrong. And <laughs> so let's talk about the question. So the last. Uh, option. What does that mean? Car with no, no seats. seats? Yes. Means you're all by yourself. Yeah, it means you're all alone. You have nothing in your life. <laughs> so every single answer choice means that there's something wrong with you. So well, no is. matter what you choose, I mean, we all have something wrong with us, right? Yeah, don't hey, don't don't get all high and mighty pretend there ain't shit wrong with you. I know how you grew up. <laughs> there's shit wrong with you. Not, yeah. You may cover it up. <laughs> But this gets to the root. Yeah. Yeah. Just hide it better. So, so, yeah, so this question set implies everyone has some sort of disorder. Yeah. I would think so. I mean, not a disorder. Mm. That may be too strong a word, but somebody's dealing with something. Okay. I mean, nobody's not dealing with something at some point. That's why the question says, at this point in your life. Mm. Very important. I don't know if you picked up on that. That's why you put that in there. That's at why he asked you, did you understand the question? Yes. Yeah. So you could also think of this more of a judgment question. Can I change my answer? <laughs> I mean, maybe Banana. not having a radio in a car is not really that bad because you can still drive it. <laughs> yeah, but your life is devoid of any – you have no music in your life. It's not a real radio, bro. It's, it's a metaphor. You don't, have, you don't have any music in your It's existence. an allegory. You don't have any, you don't have any joy. I suppose. Joyless <laughs> never, existence. Yeah, there's no Fucking music def- in your life. You don't dance. You're not informed. You're not getting the news. You're not getting Nothing. the weather. You're Too just- busy protecting your recyclables. <laughs> I think I'm going to stand by my choice. <laughs> of what? The, the radio? The radio. Yeah. Or, but, or a strawberry. All right. Question five. I've only got three more to go. I know you're sweating okay. over there. <laughs> and not because it's 80 degrees yeah. up here. <laughs> Complete the lyrics to the chorus of this song. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones who blank. For you to complete the exact chorus, here's where you okay. get a little imaginative, and you put you do your own 
little you riff. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's so the word we're looking for. We are the world. Yes. We are the children. children. We are the, the we are the one to um decide the future. Try to work Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> we are the ones who decide the future. I can tell that that's a legitimate. He definitely thinks that, though. Yeah. yeah. That's why he's trying to help you people out. believe the yeah. children are the future. Oh, my God. The, the oh, my blocks. God. This crop of pussies we're all raising? You got to look at these kids today and be like, holy shit. But they're still going to well, decide the future, well, regardless, of, regardless of what we'll happens. They'll decide the future at will. some point. But... I know you're hard on the millennials. I kind of have a not, soft not, not spot so, so for them a little bit. Not so much anymore. I've met tons of cool people that I, it's it's the millennials on uh, social media that whine about everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I've met plenty that are totally normal. You should live cool. in San Francisco for ten years and then uh, no nothing. I just that comes I just across holy shit. I'm well. glad you brought that up. You, got, you can talk about <laughs> this. I'll tell you about San Francisco yeah. in a second. Okay. So mm-hmm. now, if I had not told you to riff or get them, actually, 148 didn't tell you to riff. Would you have just completed? <laughs> the exact lyrics to the song or would you have put your own lyrics in I would have probably tried to remember the lyrics which I'm not really that good at remembering um, mm. so it's a pretty big song though. Lyrics. it was a very yeah big song yeah I'm I'm not really good at remembering things that don't have like a purpose for myself well this song, what do you yeah. this, did you buy this song this song had a purpose it was help saving starving kids yeah yeah but i wasn't starving so <laughs> but they were so at that point in your life you weren't you weren't looking you weren't looking to help your mankind no your man. so i i mean if he was just trying to save himself Okay. I have a good memory for my day to things that are in my day to day life and useful to me. All right. So you're going to be remembering these questions, is what you're saying. You have a very good memory too. Uh, it's getting worse. My well, point. everybody's memory gets worse. But I actually was listening years ago, and I thought you could have been a doctor because that's part of uh, <sighs> it's just being able to remember. Did you you Boom. missed this? You just. Yeah. Eric just said, uh, I could have been a doctor. You could have been a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, because his so. memory is just – Yeah, he's a good memory, is, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes you'll say something. I'm like, how could you possibly remember that? But you have to have that kind of detailed memory to remember all of these I disorders, I these open up medications. You don't have to do that <laughs> necessarily. So the nurse is for you. Oh, you don't think I could be a brain surgeon? No, you think I'm a neurosurgeon. Yeah. <laughs> There's all different ways to practice uh, medicine. I couldn't get it's I too mean, blood, like the blood and the and the gore and everything. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I didn't. Do that. Yeah, but you do like to sit in judgment. So maybe like psychiatrists or psychologists. Now you, that's real. Now you say he says judgment. I say I'm just trying to help. Well, you have a good barometer for normal because you try to have yeah. a very normal life. I, I I try to hammer normal into any anywhere I'm at. I try to hammer it in, even if it won't fit. Yeah, mm-hmm. The hammer of bland. <laughs> he so hammers. You, you he hammers that square peg into that round hole, helping guide other folks back into right. the bell curve. This right. next question, <laughs> I love this question. Okay, this may be one of my the finest question on the on the quiz. Do you want to look at this? Oh real yeah, fast? go ahead. This is um, a map of San Francisco. Okay, so this is 2014. These are, I guess, two sections, mm-hmm. and that's 2017. Now, what these areas indicate. <laughs> are reports of fecal matter found in the streets. <laughs> in three years, it's nearly tripled. This sanctuary city piece yeah. of shit San Francisco. What, what kind of fecal matter? <laughs> so, I, so the first 
thing I want to ask you is: Are you blaming uh, illegal immigrants for no, <laughs> the no, fecal matter? No, I, I think the blame has to go on, on uh, not at all. Not building yeah. enough portable uh, johns, right? Not keeping up. Is this human fecal yeah. matter? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, much so I mean, San Francisco, they they just went even more left because they just elected a new mayor that's going to lead the uh, city in a even more liberal direction. I mean, they sometimes put the rights of everyday citizens that live in their city below the tax-paying citizens below the rights of, you know, um, the homeless and the criminals. (laughs) Not that all homeless are criminals. The rights of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah, or drug dealers. I mean, the city is... It's, it it's it will fall apart, right? It will. It can't exist like with, with that mindset. So this is uh, this is my comment on San Francisco: is there is no city that has as much wealth and know how connected to it at any point in I think world history, probably, and they still cannot solve these social problems. So I don't know why they think they should be telling everyone else how to solve these problems. So uh, sanctimonious, motherfuckers. Yeah. Here's how it's, you do it. Are you going to be, wel- be welcome back when you get back to? Uh, there's a lot of coast? people that yeah would very that? disagree. Well, <laughs> Southern California is a little bit more conservative yeah. than San Francisco. Is, is there uh, any way to break down the, the listenership by uh, state? Uh, you, I, I don't know. Oh, definitely, I, definitely. I don't think we have a lot of. Uh, I don't think we have a lot of San Francisco uh, listeners though. Like uh, maybe a few. But. And if they are, they're, they're not the ones crapping in the streets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you? Like, why do you want to live in a place like that? Like where, where you say like the people who who aren't criminals or aren't drug addicts, so, or aren't homeless, and but it's like everything is geared towards these guys. And the sanctuary city thing. The, the only reason I bring that up is because San Francisco there was a, a girl who was shot to death by a guy who San Francisco was protecting and who had been deported five fucking times. Yes. You know? Like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't so, understand. I don't understand the it was, that, was that the case, like, where someone got less time, they shot, like, a seal or something, and they got more time than killing the girl or something like that? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Or yeah. sea lion. Oh, yeah, down at the, the docks. Well, speaking of docks. Well, I've got some okay. <laughs> Question. Question six. <laughs> if you could recreate or reimagine the fishing pole, what thing would your pole catch? I think oh, that was okay. actually Q said. I like that question. Yeah. I think the pie was apple and you and you derided him for that. <laughs> That's a good question, so, right? So what would I catch with a fishing pole if I could redesign it? Um happiness? You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well what it, you can't define it you can't define happiness though. Well, I mean, you said I could catch anything I want. So. Yeah, but, it's, but, you, but how does someone catch okay. happiness, though? It has to be has So to it has be to be a concrete tangible. object? Yeah. Yes. All right. So, um, money? Money. If you had said... I don't believe that. I don't believe you about <laughs> what you want to catch money. If that was the true, you'd, you'd be in you'd be in your own practice, right? I mean, but money, if, if I had a fishing pole, you, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, right? If it took no none of my time to catch money, then maybe that would be the worth it. Where if I go to work every day, it takes a lot of time. It's my life, right? So the correct answer is AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fishing takes time. The pole helps you, but it still takes time. Yeah, yeah. it's not a cure-all. Money, so though, what huh? does that mean? 
Well, I mean, I think it means you're just as shallow as you're more like just as shallow, if not more than uh, your common man. Then, if you want to catch money, though. So at this point, are you going to put all of my answers together or that's the last question, right? No, no, there's two more. Oh, there's two two more. more. But you know what? You know what I think is the, 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 the greatest answer to that, to that question. What's given that? by his daughter after being prodded. Uh, my daughter, my daughter said it, and I was blown away. And it made me go like, like put me in my place, made me sit there and like for a second. And, and Be like you're smarter than a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but yeah. here but we are. You know probably is? is. Yeah. Okay. Fish. Boom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is. I think that's like saying apple for apple pie. No, no. I'm like saying that you're not – you cannot improve on possibly the greatest invention man has ever come up with. Yeah. But why would that be considered the greatest invention? How would we – how would we people eat if they didn't have a deficient pole? I mean I think mean, about how – think about all the civiliza- civilizations <laughs> that are built upon fishing yes, since the beginning they, of time. They though. use nets to fish mostly or a spear. That's – Oh, they didn't have fishing the, poles back then. Yeah, it's it's. Well, they did. They have like those little bone hooks and shit. Like yeah. the Indians well, would carve well, a little. Well, like, how many meals here. have you made for yourself by? <laughs> Wait, fishing or normal yes. people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it's like it's also saying that, like, hey, you know what? I'm not I'm not good enough to improve upon something that basically is a perfect is, is, piece of equipment. Okay. We've already covered it, That's though. poignant, right? We've covered it, though, man. He's a doctor. He's he's like, I'm next to God. Like, I'm yeah. at God's right hand fucking curing people and shit. I can improve down. upon God. Yeah. I, I like, if God, the... if God fucking blinks, boom, I'm right there. <laughs> Waiting for that misstep. I think structurally, this is the same question as the apple pie question. <laughs> no. Like... no, it's not. You just double I mean... down on your shallowness. <laughs> Think, think about the enjoyment a person gets when they catch a fish. Whenever you see a picture of a person holding up that fish, right. they're never that's sad. The happy, they're, no, they're never, yeah, never sad. sad. Why, anyway, people yeah. talk about fish tails, right? Like it's the mm. one that got away or they talk about the one that they caught and they put it on the wall. How important is the fish to human civilization? Now, it's everything. I mean it's a pretty, pretty big religious symbol as well, I guess. So, and we wouldn't have one of the greatest 70 sitcoms of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. I like that you will, though. You will admit that, though. He's humble. <laughs> Very humble here. All right. Last two. Are you the type of person who would rather spay things or neuter them? Spay? I suppose. <laughs> I know what to say. <laughs> I know there's no right answer. You saw we were going left. You went right. <laughs> Why? How so? I think it's probably just because it was the first choice in the the set, and I was kind of caught off guard by the question entirely. That's not what so, you asked. Boom. Maybe it is a very excellent question. So we got a doctor on the run. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely against the wall here. <laughs> but like, I would imagine though, you, there's a lot to be said about somebody who you know who wants to spay something or or who wants to neuter people. Why are you such a misogynist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> last question. Okay. Would you rather have all the flowers in the world be white, or have all the food in the world taste like chocolate? I would like to have the food taste like chocolate. 
What are you thinking? 148? He wants to help people, but now he's not wanting to help people. How so? I didn't get that. Because he wants everything to taste like chocolate. What if, again, we said, what if people don't like chocolate? He's imposing his will upon them. What's so wrong with flowers being all white? Yeah. I felt like if I said that, I was going to be called a racist. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> That's the way that question was designed. <laughs> well, some of us believe that white is all colors put together. Well, some to be of fair, us don't. We didn't think we'd be quizzing a doctor on this. We thought, you know, we'd be. <laughs> They'd just be quizzing a racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you so, think? Those eight questions, do you think you can work with any of them? Do any of them have any. Any potential to be helpful to you in your field? I mean, maybe there are some that can help you determine a person's ability or level of abstraction. But I think the answer you consider correct is actually the wrong answer. <laughs> How so? Which one? Give me an example. Which one? So, uh, so <laughs> you can ask questions like – so a common question we ask is how are – get them – how are a table and a chair alike? You can both sit on them. You can sit on a table? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that would be considered like a low level of abstract. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, the answer is typically they both have uh, four legs. So, yeah. So we would consider like maybe a child would answer that you could sit on a table. <laughs> so... <laughs> so. What do you mean? You're telling me you're, that you've never had anybody say that you can sit on both of them? You can sit on a table or you can sit on a chair? Like, yeah, a child. Yeah, just a child. yeah, actually, a child. But, yeah, so uh, maybe I'll give you a, another one. Uh, um, how are an orange and an apple alike? They're both round. Okay. So that's also um, kind of a low-level Answer. So a higher they tree level the would be they grow on both trees? fruit, right? Well, I know they're. Everybody uh, knows they're both fruit. So we're trying to figure out a person's um, ability to kind of abstract the world around them. Give me another one. So, so concrete. You're very concrete, right? I don't you, know. Uh, they're hand, both I'm round. Not handy, the goddamn I'm doctor. Not, I'm not handy <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> you helped install a toilet. <laughs> Concrete thinking. You helped oh, install I, a toilet. I, I, oh, that was I, a long time ago. Right? That was a fancy toilet. I broke too. the seal too. Um, <laughs> you want a like a standard judgment question? Sure. Oh, this is maybe. Uh, um, okay, so you're Let's in a you're in a movie theater, and there is, and you see smoke coming from under the door. What would you do? Well, can I ask a question about that? What mm-hmm. door are we talking about? The exit door, so, or the door to get out of the, or the door to get into the theater? You're, you're in the movie theater. You just observe smoke coming from a door. Any door. In, any door in the movie theater. Right. I, I need a pen. So most people that are children do not get this question correct. So most children don't get this question. Correct. Most adults. Oh. Typically, do. Okay, I'm done. All right. I wrote quietly leave and check the news later on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously that's not the correct answer. What, what in forty-eight? What did you put? Touch knob or door? Gross. <laughs> It's not the bathroom that's on so, fire. Also not the correct answer. Okay. Maybe I got it then. Okay. 
get myself and my family out and alert the management. So, yeah, your answer contains the correct answer, which is Boom. alert the management. So of- I wrote that down too. That's not a bullshit. Yeah, I, I'm, I can see the you proof. Need to know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you've been calling me a child yeah. for the last two questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, make sure he knows that I'm all man. He is condescending, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait to treat your patients. <laughs> when I when I heard Michael Jordan, when I hear MJ, I think Michael Jordan. No, Michael Jackson, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want your wife to hear that thing about Michael Jackson all day. <laughs> so, what's another one, man? These are another good judgment question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you find a um, a stamped addressed letter on the ground. What do you do? Put it in the mailbox. Why? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I did. Six. This is a trick question. Repeat it. You find a sealed, addressed, and stamped letter on the ground. What do you do? Okay, I'm done. You're still writing? A little bit. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Go ahead, Bryce. You're probably got a joke question. My answer was no. no. Um, Open the letter. Then go to the address and impersonate whomever the letter was from. <laughs> Wait, when the address would be on the envelope. Why would you need to open it? Because I want to look at the letter to see who it's from. Because that it's would from... also be on the envelope. No, no if yeah, I, I no, but I don't know the content of the letter. Oh, okay, okay. You want to know? Okay. Yeah, I need some information. If I'm going to impersonate someone, get them. I have to know the fucking information. Okay, one forty-eight. I said drop it in a mailbox. Yes. Which is the But I, I will say I did once <laughs> He's like, because it is. No no no, no. the right answer though. Okay. <laughs> so there Do may be right another answer? correct answer. Check okay. and see if it's my letter. Oh. If it's in front of me on the ground, maybe it's my letter. You might have just acted. We were. That would be the only time I heard that answer. <laughs> it could it could be in your house oh. it was dropped. Right. You didn't say we were yeah. where we outside, it could be my letter. I'm going to say if it's my letter, okay, if so it's that, mine, I'll open it. If it's not, I'll take I'll take uh, necessary uh, what would, action. What would that garbage? be? Well, if it's forget him, I'll throw it out. <laughs> Especially if it says do not throw out on it. No, I, if it was, I would put it in a mailbox. Steam it open. I will yeah. say the one time I did, fi- I found someone's paycheck on the side of the road, and I actually was like four blocks away, so I. Was on my bike. I rode to their house and dropped it in their. Uh, Stop trying to door. curry favor with a doctor. Nobody gives a fuck about your anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the correct answer is you know, to put it in a mailbox. But, but how do you? But what if it's what if it's addressed to you? You didn't say it wasn't addressed to you. <laughs> You're not God. Let the mail, let the post office do its job. Right. I, you yeah. Have, you I mean, I guess you that have that me. That it's uh, not addressed to you. Yeah. Your your peers uh, would be riding your balls on that one, right? Oh man, you didn't. Say that. Can you change? You didn't say that in one. Can you of your change mind. the question of the DSM six? And I still passed. <laughs> <laughs> they gave that to you. That that the question? question. It's a standard question. It's usually uh, part of uh, the interview to assess judgment. Uh, you can use that question. Use the theater question uh, to assess uh, abstract, concrete thinking. Use those other two questions I asked about the fruit and the table and chair. But okay. The letter one, though, what other answers have you heard aside from the very obvious put it in the mailbox? Um, often, uh, depending on uh, uh, the person, they would say, I'll just leave it there. Uh, and those typically are folks that have been harassed by like the police a lot or um, – uh, 
or they are suspicious or feel like uh, if they touch it, something will happen anthrax. to them. Yeah. Anthrax, yeah, that's big easy. problem for a couple of days. So <laughs> the best answer I yeah, ever I got a job because of that. <laughs> oh, I want to hear was, the best uh, A kid told me they would find they would find the address on uh, Google and then go deliver it themselves instead of putting it in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he almost said? That's what I did. Well, yeah. you, I thought you said you put it. Oh, you put it in their their mailbox. No, I drove up. To the, I, bike. I biked over oh, their house and knocked on their door. I thought you meant like a mailbox on the street. No, I knocked on their door. Okay, because so, it was a paycheck. Nine one one. They're like some guys trying to take my recycle. So that answer came from a seven year old. So now who's, now who's childlike? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get him. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, because you know theoretically it could be anywhere. So you would. Think yeah, only a child state, would right? think they would have yeah. the ability to deliver the letter, you know, themselves. An adult would think that they would just drop it in the mailbox because someone obviously dropped it on uh, accidentally. It's deep. You know what? I think we both learned something from each other's questions. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I will be judging the you know, the other resident psychiatrists more harshly <laughs> during their mock interviews. <laughs> Have you thought of this? <laughs> what if it was addressed to them? <laughs> you, you should bring that up. Like next time you do you that could, question. You could turn that on. You could turn their whole way of thinking around with just one simple answer. You'll rock, yeah. this, the, you'll rock the psychiatry world, man. You know, the car questions particularly. <laughs> I wonder if we, I could, think, uh, you think we could turn dyslexia into some kind of psychological test. I think it, it's always been a psychological okay. test from the very beginning. Yeah. If you get pissed, which you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's all I got, man. I, wow. I, th- I think what we learned here today is that we're kind of all doctors. And yes. all, and all, uh, and all, 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 what's it called? When all, all have a little bit of cracks, like and no one, no one's a perfect egg. Yeah. You all uh, have a little uh, cracks here and there, right? No matter how normal you try to be, no matter, nor- no matter how normal you try to convince you so- yourself things are, it's just not. It's not. It'll never be. <laughs> You'll always be a Johnson. <laughs> Tell him, Steve, Dave. No. Ta-ta. Toodaloo. Oh, you don't know? June! <laughs> <laughs>
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.